Hello and welcome back to Gimme the Creeps. What happened? Oh yeah. Uh <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> uh, how I wake up every morning. What happened? I legit am like in a cloud right now. Like I can't. <laughs> yep. Sometimes you just need coffee or something. I have a Baja Blast. Nothing like a Baja Blast to put a little pep in your step. <laughs> Those nose burps that burn your eyes. Ooh. <laughs> I have a Red Bull here, but it is not doing a damn thing. Until it's like I'm all midnight. My eyes and shit. I feel like I took a damn Aww. a painkiller or something. Shit. Mm-hmm. Combined with the cold weather. Dude, oh, no, I'm gonna get so sidetracked if I tell you that story. So oh, okay. <laughs> Let us jump right in. It is a part two, after all. Yes, this is a part two to the Delphi murders. If you haven't listened to that first part, go back to not last week, the week before. And that's mm-hmm. part one. And here we go with part two. Wonderful. So this, we're going to kick off with the investigation. So on February 13th, 2017, which was a Monday, the girls were reported missing to the Delphi Police Department and Carroll County Sheriff's Office around 5.30 p.m. Police, Deputies Department of Natural Resources, and firefighters of 100 to 200 strong searched the trails. They also had aerial searches and sniffer dogs either late that night or early in the morning. And the dogs had to be brought in from Illinois. So they attempted phone pinging, which is now a debated topic in this case. And unfortunately, there isn't much to to it, like to learn. But Mike Patty, who was the grandpa, I think. Yeah, I think he was the grandpa. He brings in all of Libby's electronics, such as iPads, iPods, uh, and a computer for the law enforcement. And according to Kelsey, the sister of Abby, uh, she, she said that Abby was not allowed to have a phone, but she sometimes used Libby's iPad. Kelsey is Libby's sister. Ah. Okay, yeah. So Kelsey is Libby's sister and where the fuck are we? Okay, yeah. So um Kelsey, who was Libby's sister, said that Abby was not allowed to have a phone, but sometimes used Libby's iPad. So Mike worries that there may that they may have been abducted or hurt, and the base of operations had been out of the firehouse, and <clears throat> nearly the entire town had gone out in groups with flashlights, and they searched the area and like their hometown and stuff. But on February fourteenth, the next day, Valentine's Day, and that was a Tuesday. In the morning, the search continued because they didn't find anything on Monday, and it was supposed to have started earlier in the day around 7 a.m., but a dense fog 
impedes the start and it was roughly around 10 a.m when it began with officials because i think the family was out there first so the indiana state police get involved after the delphi uh law enforcement requests a helicopter and crews of 10 to 12 were being sent out to cover 20 to 25 square miles and the log indicates at least hundreds were there that day helping it was rumored to be about 300 on the logs and freelancers did not check in. So there was probably way more than that. And it was like f- people from all over the area. Mm-hmm. So the search dogs were out and they like asked the volunteers to like steer clear of the area where the dogs were so that they could work. And... Yeah, so they didn't want to, like, contaminate any evidence or anything. So the fields were muddy and search parties were having trouble contacting landowners for access. So they mostly walked road edges and peeked into barns and buildings along the way, looking for any evidence of the girls. And no one spoke as they searched. So it was just a bunch of people, like, walking Mm -hmm. silently. On a mission. Yeah. And that is so, like, eerie. Mm -hmm. Um, But allegedly the officers looked into issuing an Amber Alert, but the situation did not meet the criteria. And Mm -hmm. the news reports that the family and police did not think any foul play was involved and did not believe the girls were in immediate danger. And, I mean, still, like, I don't know. They made it sound like it wasn't. They didn't, I guess they just didn't want to, like, fucking panic, but... Alarm, um, yeah. Yeah, so the Law Enforcement Mobile Command Center had been made around the trails so they could coordinate the search better, and about 12.15, word began to unofficially spread that two bodies had been found near the creek. And as this news spreads, like, uh, the community, like, everyone's, like, super upset. Everyone's, like, crying and stuff outside of the fire department. So later that day, around 1.50 p.m., law enforcement represented by state police Sergeant Kim Riley, Carroll County Sheriff Toby Lindsby, I still don't know if I'm saying that right or not, and Delphi Police Chief Steve Mullins, these three men became like the face of law enforcement during this case. But they announced that two bodies had been found, um, but did not officially identify the girls. Mm. They announced that they were investigating a crime scene. They said the Indiana state police and FBI crime scene investigation unit from Indianapolis were announced as working on the scene and they did not stop the search, but it was scaled back at the time. They were asked why they suspected foul play, and the answer was just the way the bodies were found, and that's all I can say at this point in time. Wow. They did not formally declare a homicide, though. The law enforcement began tweeting every hour for a while with simple tweets such as nothing new for around four hours. Um ominously when asked if people should be afraid the answer at the conference was i think people in the community are smart enough to draw their own conclusions about what they should feel and shouldn't feel that's fucking weird Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's what the delphi police chief steve mullen said 
And uh, he went on to say, our people are very smart. We have a good, very good community and they're very strong and they're able to draw their own conclusions about this whole situation very successfully. Like, what the fuck does mm-hmm. that mean? Oh, they just didn't want to say that these uh, girls yeah, had been they, killed. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Kind of cold, though. Cold way to say it. Yeah. Um, according to Mike Patty, he spends he spent up to two weeks going out to the trails and scanning the area, looking for anything at all that could help catch the killer. The police received criticism for not issuing an Amber Alert and recant with the case and recant saying that the case didn't fit the criteria, nor would it have done any good. After 48 hours of searching the crime scene and area, space was cleared. The space was cleared by Thursday. So on February, that Wednesday, law enforcement have another press conference around 2.33 p.m. PM, And then that's when they officially identify the bodies as Liberty German and Abigail Williams. They also release a still photo of a man walking on the high bridge. Mm -hmm. Law enforcement did not at this time say where the photo came from. Uh, This photo has been worked on by some very big name companies, but it has not been able to be enhanced. They announced that they would like to talk with him. And they also say they want to speak with anyone parked at the high bridge trail on February 13th between 1 PM and 5 PM. Anyone that took pictures that day or was just on the trails to come forward and immediately. They also officially announced this as a homicide investigation and they don't have suspects in custody but don't believe that there is a threat to the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some out there that did this crime and we're going to track them down. Sheriff Toby Lindsby said, folks should continue with business as usual, but be more mindful and watch your surroundings a little closer. So in the same article, uh, Sergeant Jim Riley had, had a quote many assumed that many assumed had a deeper meaning. I think people need to be cautious and careful. Riley said, Parents should make sure they know where their children are and what their children are doing, and if nothing else, know what's going on in their lives. That's the most important thing I can say at this time. He advised parents to keep an eye on their children whilst the Carroll County Sheriff's Department said there was no immediate danger, so that's great. Yeah. And there was an FBI team still working on the crime scene on this day and in a Twitter feed there were photos of the Lafayette and Tippy or Typey dive teams launching a boat near the crime scene. In the following days, law enforcement from across the state and FBI traveled to Delphi to to aid with investigations and sort through tips. They also had a tip line set up in a command center. After having people start showing up at the law enforcement building in person, to tell tips that they, to tell tips, they started working on setting up a tip line or a tip hotline. Mm-hmm. Department of Homeland Security brought in a special communications disc to help with the tip line. Police scrutinized this scrutinized what the cell phone, t- Twitter, and Facebook of Abby and Libby. What like? analyzed i yeah maybe that was a typo i guess hmm. um the fbi f f b 
evidence recover teamwork on a profile of the killer. They recover. I'm so confused. That sentence doesn't make any sense to me, but okay. Uh, everyone is a suspect, says Sergeant Riley. So the crime scene scene tape stayed up for over two weeks as the police worked on the case. Around this time in the investigation, they'd been searching properties near the crime scene and going through barns and outbuildings. And so at this time, like this, the little town is like, they have like little um, mobile headquarters set up so that the multi-agency investigation could continue. And it's just a fucking, it just looks, it looks very busy there. Mm-hmm. So on February 16th, that was the Thursday. This is the estimated time that the satellite link was set up to go directly with the FBI headquarters in DC and the Department of Homeland Security. By this time, investigators said that they had cleared several people who had been on the trails around the time the girls were. Sergeant Riley stated that everyone is still a suspect, but now ranked from high to low. <laughs> Police mm-hmm. stopped posting. At access points to the trail and it seems most of the evidence gathered at the scene is done uh, or the evidence gathering at the scene is done on February 17th retired retired Indiana State Police homicide captain Robert Snow offers his thoughts on the case publicly Snow suggests starting with looking for a motive because that can lead back to a suspect then focus on everyone that knew the girls. Registered sex offenders in the area, then end with truly random killings are very unusual. That's, okay. Okay, so then February 19th through the 22nd, law enforcement has a conference and releases the audio that came from Libby's phone. The words down the hill can be heard with a low, slightly gravel tone, but this small section sounds upbeat. Some hear the audio as an older man and others hear him as younger. This voice is described by the police as the voice of the devil. Mm. And we played the audio for you last time, right? Yes. Okay. The man from the release photo and audio is named as the primary and only suspect, whereas before this date, this was the 17th, no, the 19th through the 22nd. They only wanted to talk with the man that was photographed on the tarot. So. Law enforcement. Oh, shit. Law enforcement also starts to suggest to the public that perhaps this man is near a local in the area surrounding Delphi because they thought that if he was from Delphi, that somebody would have noticed him or like identified him already, mm-hmm. which is very interesting now that we know who the suspect is or who mm-hmm. the, yeah. Like based on who they arrested, he was from Delphi. Mm-hmm. So that's weird. Uh, DNA evidence was collected from the crime scene and sent to a lab with expedited results around February 24th. And this makes it the third piece of uh, possibly tangible evidence from the crime scene. So they have the photo, the audio, and a DNA sample now. 
but they did not say what they collected the DNA from or how. So that is a thing to think about. In a February 28, yeah, a February 28, 2017 news article, it said it was widely reported that two search warrants were executed, one west of Delphi and another in Peru, but neither made any suspects and nor arrest. I don't have an exact number, but it's more than the two you know about. Uh, Indiana State Police Sergeant Tony Solcom said, we actually made arrest as we're investigating this case. What? Oh my God. If we can come across a suspect and or witness or anybody during this investigation and we find out they're wanted on a warrant for some other activity that has nothing to do with the double homicide. We can't turn a blind eye to that. So we've made arrests, he said. Oh, I see. And they also reached out to the community they may not, who may not watch the news or social media and set up a checkpoint to pass out over 1,000 paper flyers. Okay. On March 1st, former Indianapolis Colts punter Pat McAfee, McAfee and team owner Jim Ursay donated $97,000 to reward fund. The reward got up to $230,000 for information leading to the arrest of the prosecution of the murder. On August 14th, an article mentioned that more audio from Libby's phone had been played for the victim's families and in it, the girls mention a man behind them. Police say the girls mostly talk about stuff girls talk about in the recording, but they also mention the man. Mm. Also on abbyandlibby.org under case details, it says the photo and voice recording were taken from German cell phone. Authorities have indicated that more evidence related to the suspect was found on the phone, but it will not be released as not to compromise any further trial, any further shit for the trial so once again alluding to more content but not outlining exactly what that is so around march 3rd it was reported that the fbi agents had been helping at this point and the behavioral analysis unit oh the bau uh we're currently building a profile of the killer did you watch that show criminal minds no oh my god <laughs> by april 11 2017 investigators received twenty four thousand tips oh my gosh yeah that is nuts five months later july 17th the indiana state police released a composite sketch of the man on the bridge named as only a suspect and it includes a description He's a white man between 5'6 and 5'10, weighing around 180 to 220 pounds, with reddish-brown hair and unknown eye color. They remind people the hat that he was wearing is probably not accurate. The hat? Okay. So focus only on the facial facial features. It was allegedly built off the... Oh, okay. I forgot. This is a composite Mm -hmm. it was allegedly built off the still from livy's phone and eyewitness accounts of seeing a person like that in the area 
Yeah, he looked like he was wearing like a hood or something. Yeah. Um, but so the eyewitness accounts wasn't actually like a thing because in previous articles it had been stated that no one saw anything and mm-hmm. then others say that there was some witnesses around. So uh, it's probably not. Dang. Yeah. Um, but police are adamant to not follow this case or to not allow this case to be a cold case. And I mean, they were right. It took a while, but. And they said, there's a person out there that knows who did this. Not a hunch. They know who that person is. They know that voice and they know those clothes. They know that posture. They know that stance. And they know who murdered those two little girls in that quiet place. Gosh. Yeah. And that was a quote from Katie Cox's article, Delphi Investigation, Why State Police Say Abby and Libby's Case Isn't Cold. So on December 13th, the girl's family and lead investigator appear on Dr. Phil in the episode, The Indiana Train Track Murders. I did not watch that episode, but I hear it was sad. Oh, I didn't either. Um, I don't like Dr. Phil, so that's my only way. <laughs> on February... 11th or 12th 2018 almost a year later the georgia bureau of investigations and other fbi field offices continue to lend their expertise there are at least one or two tips being turned in a day at this point and multiple agencies are still working even though some return to home departments sheriff Lindsby is adamant it's not a cold case because a true cold case has nothing left to follow Lindsby said a few of the tips about the apartment wound up being what about the apartment about the investigation wound up that they would be getting close to getting the killer, but refused to expand and what those particular tip on what those particular tips were. I fall back into the fact that when we get that one piece of evidence and we're going to get it, we're, only going to get one shot at a conviction that's smart though like you don't want to fuck it up so you're just Mm-mm. holding as much information as you can to yourself yep that's crazy that they've been able to do that right so on the one-year anniversary the law enforcement release another press conference that runs about 20 minutes and There was no new information on the case being released. However, they offered comfort to the public and urged them to try and keep this case close. Dang it. They urged them to try and keep this case front and center in the news. Law enforcement says that they brief Governor Holcomb regularly on the case and say that cost is of no matter. Indiana State Police um, Superintendent Douglas Carter again points out how obviously personal this case is to him, he says, because the girls are everybody's daughter and the evil shouldn't be a standard. He invites questions, but says he won't be an- answering anything to do with the investigation process, talk tactics associated with the investigations, and what only the killer would know that we know. Douglas says that at one year, they are only one piece of the puzzle away from finding out the killer's identity. Later, he expands, saying that they have the whole puzzle done. They are just waiting on that one piece. Douglas mm. also mentions that the FBI used the the Orion system. 
Well, I don't know what that is. Mm. Um, as well as other experts, they say because of the high-profile case, they have uh, inquiries for discussion from all over due to the complexity of the time, complexities of the time of when they found the girls. Douglas closes by thanking the local media and national media and opening the floor for questions. This is the time where they say they are not interested in Daniel Nations. Okay. They say everyone is a, is a suspect until a, an arrest is made. And they implore people to turn in tips because once they are out of tips, they will start over. It won't be a cold case. Douglas answers the question stating that he feels confident that the people they've talked to already at this point, they're was no involvement okay so uh like this the rest of this little part is just um like interviews and like updates that they've had on the case and Mm -hmm. i'm gonna skip some of these okay actually i'm gonna skim i'm not gonna skip Okay, so May 2018, the family goes to CrimeCon, attending moderate, moderated panels. That's fucking cool. I think CrimeCon's in Dallas, no? Uh, yeah, every year? I'm not sure. John Douglas, the former FBI special agent, a.k.a. Mindhunter, starts lending his thoughts on the case publicly around this time. He suggests that the killer may have interacted with children or might know them. He also suggests that the killer has a criminal history and points out the killer could be attending news conferences. Douglas also said the police should have been looking to see who might have left the area. Interesting. Hmm. Um, Okay, so yeah. So then... On February 12th, 2019, at least five psychics have offered to help work with the law enforcement. They're averaging about 12 tips daily now. That's, I don't, I don't understand how people just have these tips. Like, I don't know. April 19th through the 22nd of 2019, a prominent conference in the case is released Um, They release a longer version of the man on the bridge footage as well as a longer version of the audio. They hope the longer version can help someone identify him by voice or gait, even though the gain would be the gait would be altered since he was on a bridge. And then they they reveal a second new sketch. And to everyone's surprise, it's a face of a much younger man than the original sketch. This face is clean-shaven and has slightly different features. Okay, it says, The family who had been sharing flyers on the original case, or the original sketch, is shocked by this new one. Um, Sergeant Carter asked the public to give the family two weeks of personal time to process the news before having to give interviews. Mm. Following the conference, there was mass confusion about the two sketches, even among law enforcement themselves. At first, the media and some law enforcement tra- treat the sketches as two separate people, but it seems to be that it was meant to be an update on the original sketch, though mm. there are a few 
conflicting law enforcement statements in the press, but official government sources now indicate that it is an update of the original sketch. Mm. In the same press conference, they also asked the public for information on the driver of a vehicle that was parked at the old abandoned CPS slash DCS welfare building since Mm. it has since then been burnt down. But, um, yeah, so it was between noon. It was there between noon and 5 p.m. the day that the girls vanished. And um, they didn't give any specifics about what type of vehicle. So many people made assumptions about it. Mm. <laughs> and oh, oh, interesting. So lastly, the conference was unusual in that they must have known it would be a bombshell in the case because they recorded the names of the individuals that attended and that perhaps even either photographed or filmed the attendees. That's, I mean, they listened to somebody's advice. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Killer will show up to this kind of stuff. Yeah. On June 8th, 2019, Paul Holes, retired detective who helped solve the Golden State Killer case, lends mm-hmm. his thoughts on the Delphi case. Paul encourages people to trust the police strategy. Uh, allegedly, mm-hmm. around 2019, the police may have thought that there was a connection to another cold case with the double murder of cousins Lyric Cook, 10, and Elizabeth Collins, 8, in Iowa. Um, but mm-hmm. this is not, like, official information. Mm-hmm. On February 25th, 2020, the family appeared on Dr. Oz. On April 29th, 2020, the Carroll County Comet interviews Carroll County Sheriff Toby Lindsby. Around this point in time, about four or 40,000 tips have been turned in. Lindsby reports that roughly 9,000 were in 2009 and 3,000 in 2020. In this interview, Lindsay mentions there is DNA and alludes to fingerprints, but does not say whose DNA or fingerprints and mentions that things like that are not like TV and aren't always simple. Mm-hmm. Lindsay works to dispel myths and rumors in this interview and says the girls had been killed on the property they had been found on. Lindsay also goes on to state that it has not been ruled out that there may have been one or more killers. Lindsby, who received criticism for calling off the search the first night, admits that there could have been mistakes early in the case that caused investigators to overlook some early Mm. leads. Mm -hmm. Things, yeah, things he said are being looked into now. Uh, Lindsby believes the perpetrator will be a well-known community member. Lindsby also addresses the two sketches and says that they were supplied by two different people near the scene that day, but both images are of the person of interest. That's interesting. Interesting. Mm. Uh, Like, uh, does he mean like they could have found them sooner? Just if they hadn't called off the search. Yeah. I don't know. Um, But I like how now they know that, he'll be a well-known community member because that ended up being true. Right. I mean, I guess they would have had to have been for them to feel comfortable enough to right. kill two girls from the right. community. Um, 
August 23rd, 2020, a small update on the case comes to light when one investigator, a former prosecutor, Robert Ives, reveals that there were three odd signatures that were a part of the murder or done by the murder. murderer. Some speculate that this could be the, quote-unquote, a lot of evidence that was left at the scene. Robert mm-hmm. Ives discusses this during a podcast, <clears throat> which is the HLN podcast down the hill, the Delphi murders, um, and says the scene may have been staged, but it was nothing like he had ever seen before. And it was bizarre and shocking. Ooh. Retired FBI profiler, Mary Ellen O'Toole weighed in on this case as well in the same podcast and said that the signature is a satisfying behavior to the offender and staging is often done by somebody who knows the victim. Ives mm. also said that at first, dozens of search warrants and subpoenas were issued seeking cell phone locations and phone identities, but the law does not allow bulk collection of data like that without the cause without cause that a particular phone was involved. Mm. Uh, the full video from Libby's phone has not been released. More than 20 people have been arrested on unrelated charges because of the investigation. At least 25 different departments have offered to help. In 2021, there were no updates. And I think they did a little, what is it called? Um, Press conference? Yes, but just to say that there was nothing new. New, yeah. Um, So I'm going to go into the girls and then into the suspects and where we're at now. Perfect. Abby, or should I leave it at the end? I think I'll leave the girls for the end. I'll do the suspects and then the girls. Here we go. So all of these suspects have been cleared according to law enforcement Maybe except for the bridge guy, um, but who it will end up being, um, what was his name? Richard Allen. Mm-hmm. But um, like the people's actual names, like these people have been cleared. I'm adding them in there just because. They were part of the investigation. Yes. Just one because way they're part of the investigation. So, and who knows, maybe. Nope, nope, nope. Mm, nope, I know. Okay. Mm. <laughs> okay, so the first suspect was the bridge guy, the man that can be seen with his hat down and walking across the bridge. The footage of him saying, guys, down the hill, or down the hill, this man has been named a suspect. Very little info has been released about him except for Granny Still, the audio, which was released a second time with a sl- slightly longer clip. And some footage of him walking also re-released with a longer clip. He was a white man between 5'6 and 5'10, weighing 180 to 280 pounds, with reddish-brown hair and unknown eye color. The younger guy, which is the new sketch, he was named a suspect in uh, April 2019 when they released that new sketch. Um, He's described as... 18 to 40 years old and may look younger than he actually is. This new sketch. um, Nope. Mm. What the fuck? 
Okay. So the shortest explanation for why there are two sketches and why they're saying that one's updated and other people are saying it's just a new person entirely is that there were two different witnesses who had seen the same man in different ways. Mm. Yeah. So um, Master Trooper Taylor Bryant said that the sketch was drawn three days after the girls had been found. So also the sketch is not a photograph, so it's like close as they can get. Mm. Um, and then pe- the police still asked for information about the driver of the vehicle parked at the offices and that had burned down or whatever, but um, I guess they never found anything about that because nothing else was said about it. So the next suspect is Ron Logan. Um, he was 77 at the time of the murders. He was the private property owner. He was mm. investigated but never named as a suspect. It seems the tragedy affected him deeply. Uh, to have something like this in your own ho- in your own house, your own home, I just can't get my mind around it yet. It's really difficult, said Logan. I can't comprehend it. A look at the property where the bodies of two missing teen girls were found. WRTV article says that Logan was buying tropical fish at the time of the murders and was sentenced for two years, was sentenced to two years for operating a vehicle after being a habitual traffic offender and a drunk driver. Like that's all mm-hmm. he's been charged with whatever, but apparent or that's what he was ever charged with like in his life. But apparently he drove to the city dump on the day the girls vanished as well. Um, he was arrested in 2017 on an unrelated charge, but then was cleared mm. of any of that. But um, his house was searched extensively, like the whole property, his garage, outbuilding, barn, fields, and wooded area. It was searched twice in response to rumors and also inconsistencies in Mr. Logan's story. Uh, they took items from the property from the property to extensively look into and even seized his truck. But he's been cleared. He picked a weird day to go to the dump. And to buy tropical fish. And that reminds me of mm-hmm. fucking Dahmer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Yeah. Ooh, that's kind of creepy. Um <laughs> Paul Etter, who is now dead, but he was 55 at the time and considered a possible suspect. He was cleared. Um, He had a five-hour standoff with police who were trying to arrest him for the kidnapping and rape of a 26-year-old woman. Mm. Uh, So he had run-ins with the law as well. But uh, when he died... Police asked for a DNA sample, so I guess he was cleared. Um, wow. Yeah. Another person was Thomas Bruce, a former pastor, ooh, and was charged with killing a woman with a gun and assaulting two others. Jesus. What is this town is wild. Yeah, this Indiana's scary. Not so safe, like I thought. <laughs> Bruce's uh Bruce's charges were similar to... Oh, no, no, no. His stature. 
was similar to the wanted suspect and he wore a flat cap and a navy blue jacket. He um, was cleared though, but he was charged with 17 felony counts and might receive the death penalty for the other shit that he did. Um, My goodness. But he's been... Oh, he has not been officially ruled out as a suspect. I guess he Mm. could be. I don't know. I don't know. Involved somehow. Mm. I wonder what the other 17 charges were. I'm assuming all from... Oh, he killed some kids. I don't know, dude. Oh, my God. Okay. Another person was Charles Eldridge, arrested on January 8th, 2019 in Union City, Indiana, um, with charges of child molestation and child solicitation. Mm. He His appearance matched the Delphi suspect sketch before the updated composite had come out. On <clears throat> hmm. uh, February 2017, a warrant obtained for the home um, in... The 110,000 block of Bicycle Bridge Road, the police were brought there via tips and they interviewed someone at the home, but no evidence was found. And it doesn't say who the person was. Hmm. Um, The Mears barn was searched. This location had a lot of rumors, but they don't know if they found anything there or not. They just know that they was searched. <coughs> Hmm. On July 28th, 2018, Indiana State Police looked into a link between John Miller, 59, from Fort Wayne, Indiana. They looked into that link between him and the girls because he was taken into custody for the murder of April Tinsley. Hmm. Um, But they have yet to find conclusive evidence if if he was ruled out or whatever. The next person is Daniel Nations, who I mentioned earlier. He was 31. He was a person of interest in the case as a possible suspect. He was arrested on September 27th by police in Colorado Springs (coughs) because his car matched a description of a man that threatened several hikers with a hatchet. Ew. Yeah. Um, In Nations' car, he had a gun, which is sometimes reported as a rifle. Nations claimed his wife purchased it for for protection. And they also found a hatchet in an expired Indiana police. According to his arrest affidavit, Nations had said, we're not that kind of people, when officers asked if he had threatened anyone with a hatchet in the car. Nations was with his wife when he was arrested and he's facing a felony charge of menacing and reckless endangerment charge for the hatchet incident. And there was hope for even more charges. Um, Nation's appearance is similar to the sketch of the Delphi killer. The the Indiana state police flew troopers with knowledge of the case to investigate. Mm -hmm. But nation, uh, has no charges in connection with the Delphi murders, and he has never been publicly ruled out. However, the Indiana State Police have said that they are not actively investigating him any longer. And mm-hmm. in August of 2018, he denied involvement in the case, and that he had he said that he had given DNA. Hmm. Um, but he just, and he also said, I just want people to know the truth that I am not a monster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So Carroll County Sheriff Toby Lindsby personally thinks that the law enforcement uh, probably have already been have already interviewed this person, this suspect, but they like obviously didn't like he's just gotten he's just been able to like talk his way out of it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Lindsby also believes that when it happens, the communal community will be shocked at the identity because it is a well-known member. Lindsby goes on to say that mistakes may have been made, yes, due to rushing, and that revisiting old leads might be helpful. And these were all just statements. These were all his like personal opinion and not official law enforcement statements. But um, that's what he thinks. On October 28th, 2022, the infamous day, multiple sources indicate that a man named Richard Allen was booked into the Carroll County Jail Friday in connection with the Delphi murder investigation. And then they held a press conference and they said, um, here's some like highlights from the press conference, but he was charged with two counts of murder and he pled not guilty and is being held without bond. The pretrial hearing is set for January 13, 2023, with the trial set for March 20th, 2023. The probable cause affidavit is sealed and I know that there was like a big thing about it staying sealed and um i think their family even wants it to stay sealed like the girl's family they've Mm -hmm. like petitioned to keep it sealed and there will be a hearing soon regarding whether they will unseal it or not and i have not looked to see if that has been decided yet let me see that's why there's a fucking thing there's for wishtv.com okay I'm going to read this article whenever I'm done with this part Um, okay the investigation is still ongoing and the tip line is still open and the evidence was not discussed at all because of things we already know um while I know you are all expecting final details today concerning this dress, today is not that day, State Indiana Police Superintendent Doug Carter said. This investigation is far from complete, and we will not jeopardize its integrity by releasing or discussing documents or information before the appropriate time. We're going to keep doing what we're, we've been doing until it is done, Carter said, of the possibility of the involvement of others. We haven't cleared anybody. Carroll County Prosecutor Nicholas McLeland declined to elaborate on whether authorities are seeking additional suspects. Um, Allen is a 50-year-old Indiana resident who worked at a CVS as a licensed pharmacy technician. Mm-hmm. Um, it's concerning that he's a local guy, Carroll County Prosecutor Nicholas McLeland said during a news conference on Monday. He even once processed photos at the CVS for Libby's family, Her grandmother told reporters, and creepily, the posters, the suspect posters, the fucking, uh, what are they called? Sketch. The The sketches of the um, fucking suspect. Like, he's literally in a picture with that flyer on the Mm -hmm. background. In the background. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And um, we have a comment from a local resident said he just blended right in. You wouldn't even suspect the guy. Uh, he was always nice. Anybody would tell you that. And mm-hmm. another people said, and you'd never think in a million years. Yeah, no shit. Damn. Um, so this article says that. Um, here we go. Richard Allen, the man arrested in the 2017 double murder, yes, 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 told a state uh, conservation officer he was in the area of the day of the killings, but his report may have been considered unfounded, a police source tells IT8. Allen, a 50-year-old resident of Delphi, went to the conservation officer right after the teen's murders on February 13, 2017, and he said... He was on the Monin, Monin, I don't remember what we said, uh, hybrid Monin. afternoon, but didn't see the two girls, the source says. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Alan's statement was forgotten until recently when Indiana State Police became frustrated with the status of the investigation and asked a group of investigators to look over files related to the case. Allen was recently moved from the White County Jail to a state-run facility for his own safety. Last week, Allen submit this was three days ago that this article was written. Last week, Allen submitted a handwritten letter asking a Carroll County judge for a public defender. On Monday, court records say Andrew Joseph Baldwin from a from Franklin, Indiana, from a Franklin, Indiana law firm, and Bradley Anthony Rossi of Logan Sport. Was added as a public defender for Allen. Rosie will be the lead attorney and Baldwin will be co-counsel. Although Allen was arrested, the probable cause affidavit is sealed. A hearing is set for November 22nd. We'll determine if the document will be made public. Okay, there we go. That's soon. Well, The police source also confirmed that the recent five-week state police search of the Wabash River in Peru was connected to the Delphi investigation. It was initiated after Keegan Klein told police that they would find a cell phone and weapon in the river. (gasps) Klein, 28, a figure linked to the Delphi murder who has not been charged in the case, revealed that information while being questioned about the deaths of Libby and Abby. That evidence was never found and Klein is known for lying to investigators. Uh, He was trying to get out of his shit, but he... Klein faces 25 child porn related charges in a separate oh, case tied to the use of a social media profile called Anthony underscore shots. Uh, investigators believe Klein used the Anthony underscore shots social media profile to solicit at least 100 sexually explicit photos and videos from at least 15 underage girls. Police oh say Liberty German was one of the girls Klein communicated <gasps> with while using the fake identity. His okay set to begin in May. Oh my god. Holy shit. I was about to ask because I had read that somewhere, but I I don't know if I forgot it was the same guy or if I thought it was a different guy who was like catfishing her. But yeah, so this pharmacist guy had been communicating with her before. Yeah. Not sure how long or if it was in the past or how often or whatever, but I had read that. But my gosh, it was him, and it it worked its way up to this point. Like, yeah. that's so scary. That so is so scary. Nuts. Now I do want to talk about the girls really quick, and then 
uh, there is even a small segment of paranormal investigators. Mm. So Liberty Rose Lynn German was born on December 27, 2002 in Lafayette, Indiana to Derek German and Carrie Hillenberg German Timmons. According to Libby's obituary, she passed away on February 13th. 2017. Libby has four siblings, Kelsey German, Glenna Meyer, both from Delphi, Alexis Timmons, and Hayden Timmons of Herdsburg, Kentucky. Libby in 2017 was described as 5'4 with a heavy build, blonde, shoulder-length hair, Caucasian, and blue-eyed. Libby had lived with her paternal grandparents, who were her legal guardians, Mike Patty, 54, and Becky, 60. Since she was about three years old, she held a relationship with both of her parents. Carrie may have lived in Kentucky, and Derek was in and out of prison, sometimes living with his parents. Derek was living in the house and was there the day of their disappearance. Other family includes grandparents Brad and Terry German, also of Delphi, maternal grandparents Chris and Dennis Bridge of Flora, maternal grandfather Randy Hillenberg of Mount Carmel, Tennessee, Paternal great-grandmother Rosalie Grave Delphi. Maternal great-grandparents Robert and Caroline Hillenberg of Brownsburg, Indiana. Maternal great-grandparents Bernie and Mary Isert of Buffalo, Indiana. Maternal great-grandmother Roberta McCall of Harrodsburg, Kentucky. She was preceded in death by her paternal great-grandparents Bill Merchant and Stella Hartman. Libby was multifaceted and sociable with big dreams to match. Libby would journal her life and outline every detail with timelines for college and where she'd go all the way to when she'd get married and how many children she wanted. Most of her dreams involved doing things that would help others like finding cures, solving crimes, police officer, even a science teacher. Libby would have impacted whatever field because she was so intelligent. Proving this point was the fact that she did well at school, took extra classes at Purdue University, and even repped for the academic bowl in a high ability class during middle school. Everyone describes how she was trying to help others, even in small ways, leaving delightful messages to her family on post-it notes. Libby's mother has a tattoo sleeve dedicated to her daughter, full of beautiful symbolism, and it includes a message on a post-it note from Libby. That's sweet. Daily, she would post on her grandmother's Facebook page nice messages, and Libby also showered her family with baked goods. A girl who would tackle all sorts of hobbies like welding, volleyball, softball, soccer, alto saxophone, and swimming. Each thing she would do seemed to she seemed to excel at, such as swimming a 500 meter race in eighth grade and making constant swim improvements. Libby leaves behind a legacy of love and inspiration. Hmm. Abigail Joyce Williams was born June 23rd, 2003 in Salt something Marie, Michigan to Anna M. Williams and an unknown father. Anna was only 19 years old when she had Libby and the two grew up together. Abby was an only child and lived with her mother and grandmother in Delphi. According to her obituary, Abby passed away on February 14th of 2017 however her tombstone says 13th of february 2017 
Abby held relationships with her extended family. She's described as 5'4 with a small build, about 100 pounds, medium blonde hair, hazel eyes, and Caucasian. I'm not going to list all of her family. Um, I'm sorry, but there's just so many. Abby was a gentle girl with dreams of wanting to help and care for people and animals. Abby wasn't as sure of what she wanted to do with life exactly, but had all the potential and support to explore. Abby's friends said that she also wanted to get into forensics and police work. Abby's family said she cared and loved all animals, including the stray cat Bongo her mother was allergic to. (laughs) Abby had a fun sense of humor and described her job as a taste tester at Pizza Hut. (laughs) (laughs) Day was dawned with a smile and she lit up the hearts of those around her with her acts of kindness. Abby did arts and crafts, knitted hats for newborns, made hats, and enjoyed sports like volleyball and softball. Abby liked to camp, swim, ride ATVs, ATVs, fishing, and hike, or just be outside. An avid reader, uh, one of her prized possessions had been her Kindle and a large reading count in her English or in her language arts class. Um. Okay, so now that we've talked about those little girls. There was some um, paranormal investigators that have visited this. I don't know how I feel about it. Mm. But it says paranormal investigator Rocky Foreman went out on February 15, 2017 to do a remote spirit box reading. Yes, the stunt was not well received by the public. It was posted to Abby and Libby's Reddit with repulsed reactions. Many think this group preyed upon a heartbroken family and sickingly pretended to talk to the girls. There are also accusations via spirit box naming a random suspect. <clears throat> Damn it. The name was given to the police, but there I don't I don't know what the fucking name was. I wish I knew. So, okay, yeah. There the name was given to the police, but they Oh, they do have it. There it is. Okay, pol- spirit I fucking fucked up that whole copy and paste thing. Spirit Box accusation got the name Wilcox Truck. So apparently they think it's a man named Wilcox and that he's a possible truck driver. Wow. So uh, the public ends up coming up with other connections, such as a business called Wilcox Trucking and Towing in Salem, Indiana, which is close to Delphi. Mm -hmm. Um, Another business found with a similar name that lived in Delphi, a possible trunking company in Kentucky where Libby's mother previously lived was two hours away from the, that trucking company. There was just so much shit going on because of that spirit box. And there was also apparently a person, Tim Wilcox, a private investigator who had worked on the case. And the spirit box said other names like Steve. So mm-hmm. people put them together and so they, I don't, it would just, there's just a whole fucking fuck note of shit that people came up with because of that. Yeah. And of course, aside from those paranormal investigators, there are others that have tried to participate, especially on YouTube and Facebook. On Facebook, several instances where psychics have attempted readings 
um, from crime scene location photos and then the five mm. that did try to offer their help. It's just pure. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But yeah, that's pretty much where we're at right now. There are, oh, I guess I could just, I'll post them in the, in the show notes. I know what that's called. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's like fundraisers and shit where you can like help if you want. That's awesome. But that was my case on the Delphi murders. That was so full of detail. I mean, it's been years of them collecting information and all of these tips from community members and uh, a lot can be learned from how they handled the case for sure. Because now they have somebody and hopefully justice will be served. Yep. And from the girls too, a lot can be learned. It is sad that we can no longer just play outside and not be hyper aware of our surroundings. Yes. But, you know, it is it is very handy that you have a phone with a camera, you know, internet connection possibly. You can always, you know, call someone or record a video and... Hopefully it'll make its way back if anything were to happen. So that's that is one plus. Although you know the outcome is not, is not what anyone would would hope for right. for sure. Absolutely, they were smart. They thought on their their feet, which breaks my heart. You know that in their last moments, you know they had, you know they uh, thought to record and maybe it'll be okay. You know. Yeah. Well, um, I'm not sure if they ever will share what happened to the girls. A part of me hopes that they never do because not only do we not want to know out of respect for the family, but just so that their memory isn't tarnished by that last image. Um, Especially if how you mentioned he, you know, possibly staged their bodies, which is very cruel and just, just horrible and, I'm glad that they didn't they didn't share any details because that's what he would have wanted, you know, to be yeah. known as like the Gainesville Ripper and he posed those bodies and stuff like that. It's just sickening. So it is a very uh, heartbreaking case, but like we said, the next date to find out any information will be November 22nd where they will decide if it will be sealed or not. And also um, the trial dates are coming up in a few months in the next year. So January, we'll keep our our eyes and our ears open. Yes, mm. ma'am. And don't forget, guys, I mean, these, these signs, you know, there's always a killer's first time killing. And this guy could have gone on to keep killing if he felt safe, you know. Mm-hmm. So see something, say something. It, it always pays off. Yep. Well, guys, that'll that'll do it for this week. We hope you guys enjoyed part two of the Abby and Libby episodes. Make sure you join us next week, and we will bring something creepy your way. And happy holidays. Forgot to mention, got the holidays coming up. Stay safe. Enjoy your loved ones, you know, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. So did we give you the creeps?